Welcome to the Hoopla Pod. Nope, we're doing Hero Hoopla. Start over, everybody. <laughs> back to one, <laughs> hey, idiots. Quick, gotcha. use your use your temp pad to go back in time just five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> and welcome to Hero Hoopla. Hoopla, Hoopla. the unofficial podcast of saving. The singular universe slash multiversal tendrils of time, space, confusion. We're here to figure out what it all means as we discuss Loki season two, episode two, Breaking Brad. How about that for a funny, what a hilarious episode. I did not know that was the name of the episode. uh, It's an insult to the original show. Go on. (laughs) The original Loki show or to Breaking Bad? <laughs> yes. Or yes. Both. <laughs> Go on. Interesting. Hot takes already. Super Facts. hot takes. Straight out of that grease from the McDonald's fried cooker is Jake Laxer mm. getting introduced first this week. We're changing it up. Jake oh, Laxer, fried cook extraordinaire, is here. The time is the all messed up. Is scrambled. Jake Laxer is here on the podcast. If I've been cooking fries since 1982, either that shit's really good or I just got a. I need a career change. I don't know. Jake Laxer here, lover of all things <laughs> TV and movies. Uh, yeah, this was uh, season two, episode two of Loki. I'm starting to get a little bit of a different vibe for this season as the first. This seems pretty convoluted. Um, we'll dive into it. That sounds like we a golden gripe. Into it. In well, your you opening. can't golden gripe before we bring the other two guys in. <laughs> oh, that wasn't the golden gripe. I will, I will let you know what the golden Chris, gripe quick, is. Chris, get in here. The Marvel mastermind, Chris Pio, is joining us. Chris Pio here, very ready to discuss uh, Loki Season 2, Episode 3. Uh, lots to happen in this episode that we need to make sense of here, and I, I enjoyed it, and I'm ready to go ahead and talk it through. Beautiful. Episode 3? Yeah, this yeah. was... This, He's jumping forward this was, in time. This was Episode 3, right? in time. No, yeah, I think two. so. We all just took a collective nap, and we ended up at Episode 3, so here we have... <laughs> Saving the first for last, the lore master of the Hoopla podcast, Andy Smith. Jamie, I really appreciate the introduction as the third and final, wait, fourth and final member of the Hoopla podcast, Andy Smith here, connoisseur of many nerdy things. I didn't really, you know, we're, we're, we're recording this a few days after the episode ended. It's kind of left my consciousness, which I don't know if that's a, that doesn't typically bode well for how much I enjoyed the episode. But now looking back through it, there are some pretty cool scenes. Sounds like Jake has some golden gripes, but you know what? We find the hoopla in anything. <laughs> Ooh, I love that. Mm. Man, we're going to find the silver lining within those golden gripes. Oh, oh. I love that even more. Hmm. <laughs> Thank you all for tuning into this episode of the Hoopla Podcast. We are, of course, talking about season two of Loki. And if you want to stay up to date with everything we're doing, because we also have episodes coming out every week about the boys spinoff show Gen V. We got all sorts of stuff all the time. We're hooping. We're hopping. You can't stop us. Chris, where can they find us on social media to stay up to date? 
If you'd like to follow along and engage with the Hoopla Hoopla as our Hoopla audience, please follow us on X, Instagram, and on TikTok. Definitely follow us over there for some behind-the-scenes stuff, maybe little clips from the show. Uh, again, follow us at Hoopla Podcast on X, formerly known as Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can uh, definitely give us your theories and, and thoughts on Loki, as well as the boys. We'll definitely be posting and talking about it online. So get on there and get in the comments. Boom. And you can also leave comments, ratings, reviews about the Hoopla podcast on whatever podcast app you're listening to. We love to see the comments. Ratings are very helpful to boost us in the algorithms and all that good stuff. And Andy, you want to tell the lovely people where they can get a sweater like the one I'm currently wearing? Oh, yeah. And that is just a wonderful sweater there. A nice royal blue Hoopla podcast for nerds, for nerds sweater. You can do that. Get a t-shirt. Get a sweater. Get a get a hoodie. It's cold. My hands are cold. I was just outside Burr. for only a few seconds. Well, you can we put those in a nice. Uh, yeah, we're gonna get some <laughs> gloves on here soon. Maybe even <laughs> some gauntlets. <laughs> the infinity gloves. We have an infinity amount of them. And you know what? We have a great beanie that'll throw you back to Rings of Power, Hobbit, Hoopla, Love. You know, I think we need to get back into some Lord of the Rings action. I think I hope that's coming down the pipeline soon. Is it, Jamie? I hope so, because we need something beautiful to watch. Um, something truly magical like the Lord of the Rings. So stay tuned because we're going to be talking about Lord of the Rings at some point. But before we do that, we got to take a real quick break and then get back and talk about Loki. Season 2, Episode 2, Breaking Bread. Right after this. What's the Breaking Bad theme song? That's kind of the Loki theme song. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was Keep going. Keep going. I, I like what you're dishing out. Do that for a few more minutes. <laughs> yeah. It only goes for Can four we just, measures. We'll just loop yeah, it. I, I want it we'll on just an loop hour, it. Yeah, an hour loop, yeah. please. Yeah. You want a lo-fi version of me doing the Loki theme song? <laughs> that honestly sounds yeah. wonderful. And we're back. <laughs> so in this episode of Loki, we just kind of dive right in to the middle of not where we left off because see, episode one ended and then episode two started and seemingly a lot of things With, happened right before we went to break, that. Jamie. You said we're talking about episode. We're talking about episode three, right? You would think so, based on what we watched. But based on the number on the screen, it was episode two. But what? Okay, before we start, what the hoopla happened between episode one and two? Because well, again, I I, I hate to interrupt you, but we're talking about episode three. We haven't seen episode two yet. Episode two is yet to be released. Am I correct? Timey wimey. It must be. <laughs> this is too long of a bit, Chris. Your, your bit is going on too long. I don't think it's a bit. I genuinely think we just watched episode three. Uh, I know we have a lot of talk about chronologically that happens within the episode, but this is both a bit of a joke as well as an actual theory. I oh. think they're doing some sort of mismatch or a misrepresented timeline here as we're watching the timeline unfold. There's a lot, a lot that does not make sense that goes from episode one, episode two. The only thing that seems to make sense is the, where the place of the characters are when we end episode one and going into episode two. But so much happens that I feel like there's a missing episode. Am I alone in this? I agree with you. Chris, I... I like where your head's at, and I hope to God that's exactly what 
is going on here because otherwise i hate this show let me clarify real quick i agree that a lot happened in between episode one and two that makes it not make sense i don't agree with chris that we're going to get that in between episode at some point in the future i think they just mm. said fuck it we'll skip a few chapters and move forward in the book. No, I, I'm with Chris. You know what? I'm with Chris. I'm, I'm thinking about this very optimistically. <laughs> okay, I'm not with Jake. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, you're you're really taking down... Uh... <laughs> Go ahead, Jake, Jake. You're, Jake has you're giving me hope for this episode. That's, that's what's happening here. This is a new hope. This is episode four, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you're saying they're telling the story in Star Wars format. They are, they are. Let's get Andy's voice of reason here sure. as we're all kind of losing it a little bit with a timey-wimey mix-up but you're the lore master and you know exactly andy is what's the going loom on. andy need, it needs to take all of these chaotic timelines and form them into the sacred timeline <laughs> the king please of be our chronology loom. Oh. please be our loom andrew uh, but yeah. see chris unfortunately in this episode so many different scenes that didn't seem to really come together in an overarching storyline now just seem like fragmented pieces from loki season two in my brain so how do i really yeah. pull this all together i i mean there was some fun you know some fun storylines here i liked oh yeah i i liked a lot of the brad storyline um but you know mm. the fact that they kind of resolved uh the villain like the antagonist's uh story and they didn't show i i don't know there's there was just something i, I feel like this was like a penultimate episode yeah like we got the the conclusion to the antagonist storyline before we got the climax to the antagonist storyline <laughs> yeah. here's my theory disney just fucked up they they released the wrong episode i mean they may that have. that is a prevailing theory <laughs> there are a couple of people who thought that maybe they had to go back and select the right episode on this one when we uh, when the episode uh, opened with loki and mobius hopping through a time door in tuxedos like well we gotta go find agent number five as we've previously discussed right like, what are you what are you talking about did i miss something <laughs> i just watched the recap conversation near, off screen moments ago i watched the recap and that did not lead up to this happening at all yes I firmly believe that while this episode is is out of order, they have a plan for this. I, I don't think they can just this lazily take bits and pieces. I assume there's cut content, and maybe with a six-episode runtime, maybe they cut the wrong things. Maybe someone came in and said, all right, people are not responding well to the Secret Wars timeline so far. We need to doctor this as much as we can. And maybe some of the original Loki episode two was kind of cut out. I don't know what the plan is, but I'm really hoping they have one because this is we've seen the reports the past week or so. Marvel never really had showrunners. They never really had show Bibles in the writer's room. Mm. The writer strike certainly didn't help. And now that that's resolved, they've made changes oh, and have true. promised to make amends in that department. But Loki was already done before all of this was resolved. And I really hope that they're pulling some sort of timey-wimey trick on us because there was not enough of a bridge for get to get from episode one to episode two. There's a lot Chris. to love in this episode. I'm excited to talk about it. But I was immediately starstruck with... How how crazy they went with just oh they'll get it they saw the the 1970s movie theater in the trailer all the audience will get it that's where brad is they'll get it they'll pick it up i didn't 
It didn't make a lot of sense. Chris, would your... I'm not asking you to submit this now, but would your rating of this episode diminish if you knew that they never went back to fix this at some point later in the season? Uh, absolutely. Now, you came in pretty strong with, I hate this show. Uh, if they don't have a plan, I, I disagree. I think there's so much love here. I still think it's episode one of the Episode one was better. incredible. We all loved episode one. Oh, episode yeah. one was great. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think there's so much here to offer. I think Loki's still, you know, top three, if not the top show from Marvel. Uh, but something changed. I, I, I don't, I, this is, there, there was a gas leak when they edited this particular episode because someone was not right in the head. I, you know, again, this is nothing on one person. This is a hundred different people collaborating on this project. I just feel that something's out of place. And if they don't have a plan to remedy this confusion, then this show is going to suffer drastically. I would be severely disappointed if there's no foundation to this because Loki is this is their best content. Like if, if Marvel's best TV show flops, all of this is for none and they've just wasted so much money so much of our time i have nothing left i'm gonna still watch it because now it's homework but (laughs) and you're a good little student (laughs) so let's go through jamie can we like go through what the confusion was like could we define what the confusion is it from your end you know we jump into this 70s i actually really liked that opening like once again like it was a lot of fun like uh seeing first of all it was kind of a great return one of my favorite parts of this episode a great return to loki as um not the villain not a villain but the power to loki right yeah, like he's yeah. been he's magic he's Some he's been magic you know because on. you introduce so many things you know last season they just have infinity stones like as as cup hold you know as like paper holders so they kind of diminish the power of loki a bit but when he's back on earth and he's like interacting with uh with brad and you see brad run through the all the the english you know like the english kind of gangster you know teenagers and that was actually just loki like that was very cool like loki is Mm like formidable and he should be formidable in his own series so i felt like that was a really good opening now i was just confused as to like who this guy was that they were chasing after and how that related to anything we just saw in episode one with ouroboros and everything else that happened in the tva but the scene itself was a lot of fun i agree what i was hoping for that we'd see in that scene was i thought this was going to be a connection to the post-credits scene uh in ant-man where we would have seen victor timely I thought that Ooh, would, this would yeah. have been the perfect mm. transition and opportunity for that. My theory I, already I mean, killed. maybe that's the disconnect for later Chris is referring mm. to. Jim, you look like you got mm. something to say. What's on the mind? I got something because they teased Victor Timely showing up with our new best friend, Ouroboros, as he was trying to get into the computer system. And they were like, only the creator of this yeah. system mm. can open it. That's where Victor Timely is going to come in. They got to go find a... a, a chrono aura or whatever they called it temporal aura (laughs) that makes more sense of the creator so they're going to go find victor timely who has the same temporal aura as he who remains and that'll be fun Uh, i don't feel quite as strongly about this series being terrible because they skipped 80 percent of the storyline leading between episode (laughs) one and episode two if 
they're just going to go more strongly into the serialized television show mm. version of Loki that this could be. If it's more of a just like week to week episodes stand like 60 to 80 percent on their own with just a little bit of interconnectivity between them, then in that case, they don't have to have everything lead perfectly into the next. That being said, we'll have to see how they do the rest of this season because right now didn't make a lot of sense but if we just look at episode two for that 40 minute span that it was it was enjoyable it was good yes episode Mm. two was a good and dare i say i don't know if i want to say great it was a good episode i wouldn't say great it was good but there was some great dialogue and andy you're exactly right seeing loki use the magic and then the horns growing on his shadows but the the funny thing about the shadows is that brad was pinned against a wall he couldn't even see the shadows so the horns were for loki the horns were on the shadows were i am loki i'm a badass you are out of your element now that i can use my powers again but what was missing from this is why were they chasing brad in the first place in the season one premiere or season two premiere we we see brad is oh this changes everything i have a life in the sacred timeline we can infer as smart watchers that he's gone back to try and find his sacred timeline life. That's great. That's why we got the distinction between uh, Sylvie being on the branched timeline at the end of episode one, and it doesn't say branched timeline in episode two when they go back to the 70s. That's the sacred timeline. Brad is supposed to be a movie star. That said, why is there not a quick two-minute scene to open the episode that says, okay, you, uh, uh, we need to track down General Docs, Hunter B-15, you mm-hmm. and Casey get in charge of the TVA, because they're in charge of the TVA now, out of nowhere, which made absolutely right. no sense. The only thing we got in that department was last episode when the f- every, everything was chaotic and crazy, and that was okay in episode mm-hmm. one. We saw any of General Do- by the way, did you guys even know she was called General Docs? They kept saying, because no, she's not docs, a problem anymore. Docs, Docs, Docs. I was like, who the hell is Docs? Oh, turns out it was one of those three <laughs> people reporting to the timekeepers. And then all the Docs loyalists were, were raiding the armory and going through the time door. And we were like, all right, they're up to something, but we have no idea what it is. Lo and behold, they're blasting timelines from a central location. And not only is that revealed in episode two, but it's, it's resolved, resolved in it's episode that's, two. That's honestly probably my golden gripe of the episode, Chris, is they yeah. set up this General Docs as a as a mini boss within the, the season, <laughs> yes. right? And you know that she's going to be doing something nefarious. They blame it on Sylvie. They introduce Sylvie then back in this episode, but it's not about Sylvie at all. It is just revenge to to you know keep the sacred timeline yeah. uh, intact but the the fact that the ending to the episode just has loki saying okay all of these all of these timelines are all getting killed off docs one now what do we do but like that could right. have been episode three four you know more highlighted i don't know and all of the menace of docs is off screen yeah yes like we only see docs show up in the show when she's defeated right mm-hmm. so they're like oh this is some evil villain instantly defeated but also her plan succeeds and they destroyed all the timelines yeah. why so- would you get an actress like kate dickey who was yes! incredible in specifically quiet moments where she is just intently talking about her her goals as Liza Aaron and Game of Thrones, like you got it. Like she just because. walked walked away. Unless they're gonna throw her in a jail, and then that they're gonna have those conversations. 
Well, Jake's favorite thing, of course, she thrived in her off-screen conversations. (laughs) She was the perfect actress for all of the off-screen convos. I I just, I I have that same gripe. I don't really get it. Completely underused Kate Dickey, who's a prolific actor. I just, you cannot reveal that billions and trillions of Mm. lives that we're supposed to care about, that Loki has somehow... Something lost in this, and I had, you know, I've been watching a ton of recaps, seen the presence online, things like that. You got to remember that just because this is Loki season two, this is still a variant Loki who a week ago attacked uh, 616 New York with the uh, Dothraki, not yeah. Dothraki, uh, the Chitari. And was bombing New York and was intending to team up with 616 Thanos and take over the world for all intents and purposes. I get that he's been through a lot in the past, however long it's been. Time works differently in the TVA. But why in the <laughs> world has he had such a sudden change of heart? Obviously, he his first season goal was to get to the end of time, figure out who has control over free will. That made sense for his character. There was nothing else he could really do because TVA was in charge at that point. But now suddenly the TVA is being completely run by the people who quote unquote care and Loki says there are lives at stake. Now, Brad does call him on it, to be fair. He's all, oh, lives are at stake? Oh, you've had a change of heart, Loki? I think Brad was actually the, the crux of this mm. episode, which made it good enough to actually not be a terrible episode. I remember a monumental shift in season one was actually when Loki saw <clears throat> his mere existence his on, the, on the line. Right. Yeah. After Thanos like suffocated him to death. Uh, or beheaded him, however you want to call it. But uh, choked him to death? Sure. Now we're on the same page. But anyway, <laughs> he didn't get beheaded. He didn't yeah, get beheaded. His head's still there. I mean, if, I mean, if he squeezed still, hard enough, it's, who knows? It's still attached. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't work anymore. Okay. So if your head doesn't yeah. work, does it still yeah. count as your head? Right. I'll go with beheaded. <laughs> so now we're, the, we're all on the same page. Um, yeah, that... I don't think we are. That that moment when he, he realized that he is not meant to live longer in this world, uh, the TVA gives him another chance at life, and he recognizes that he's done wrong. He's done created destruction. He's been the god of mischief, and he's trying to right those wrong right. by walking a different line. So, that I mean, that was a monumental shift for the character, for me at least. Agreed, but he still has a self-serving purpose. He doesn't work necessarily with the TVA the whole season one he's has a goal find Sylvie sure yeah but also find the man at the end of time he's not doing it for the TVA because the TVA gave him a second chance he's doing it for Loki this sudden change of heart is even more changed in this season two and in season one they showed that progression they showed his development and what that scene seeing his own death meant to him season two we're missing something we're missing the reason that we're well, supposed to care about those lines on the screen and to that point though chris well, is exactly why they need to show the power of loki the menace yes. of loki and yes his right now really his goal is to get to sylvie who he right his his like who he's in love with like that is his himself. that's his <laughs> himself like that that's his goal and oh, that that's makes seen in the mcdonald's and that that makes sense i and like that storyline is great and why my favorite part of this episode is when he scares the living hell out of brad in the yeah. cube like that is incredible the interrogation by tom hiddleston there prime the interaction there okay awesome 
Mobius, Mobius outside playing along. Awesome. Like the, just a fun scene. And that's what this was great about this <laughs> like episode is these individual scenes. And this this scene leads me to my golden gripe of the episode. <laughs> you have a prisoner. You do not lock them from within the cell. That makes no oh, yeah, sense. <laughs> no, that makes absolutely zero it sense. It was Mobius a joke, should Jake. never Mobius should never have been locked out of the room. I understand it was an interrogation tactic. However, he wasn't locked out of the room. It was a he joke. He yeah. faked it. But then again, you think X5 would have known it, that? I don't know. But why is a there cube. a lock there in the first place? He could have escaped the whole time. When prank. they bring in the machine, the dude doesn't even attempt to run or flee. Like this guy's <laughs> this guy's trying to escape the Where entire first portion of the episode. Loki tried to run away in the TVA. Why can't this guy? I I'm mean, sure. because the, it, it Jake, made that's no a terrible sense golden to gripe. Me. I give your golden gripe zero out of five stars. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's my golden gripe. Five out of five stars. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think you're supposed to infer that Loki did some sort of enchantment but then again he can't use enchantment so is that is that true so he cannot he can't use his magic within the tva like it's turned off that's correct i think so yeah i he needs to get ouroboros to go and turn that off yeah right because also that's not out of time and space they're also in a time in a timeline somewhere not to mention that wasn't the real intimidation tactic i mean should have brad have stood up and tried to get out of the room yes but when he got put in that box yeah, was the real intimidation that, that was great uh, yeah of course great. of course but it all played into it it was a whole act but i don't understand yeah. why perfectly acted out by mobius on the outside of the door he sold it yeah it no but he was actually locked out mobius's acting <laughs> No, he, he was wasn't. Actually, he wasn't, Jake. He opens he was, the he door turns. later. He physically turns the door, the lock on the door. Two minutes later, he walks in the door, Jake. You get a zero out of five for that. Crazy, right? <laughs> you got fooled worse than Hunter five out of five. five, did. five, Jake, out of five. I'm putting you <laughs> in a golden box. This, <laughs> actually, Jake, Jake, you are proving the point that it was a good fake out yeah, because he so faked fake. you out. Jake would have been intimidated. <laughs> I think that whole scene was dumb. Oh, All right. You're just scared Let's talk of about boxes, a different truly. scene that I found dumb. Oh. The key lime pie <laughs> scene. How did you guys feel about it? Can I tell you, I was can I tell you what my wife's response was? Please. Quote, what is going on? Yes! Thank you! <laughs> and honestly, I was, I was, I love, first of all, I love watching Owen Wilson eat key lime pie with Tom Hiddleston. Like, yes. that's, that's perfect absolutely 100 percent. here's the thing they could have spent that six minutes of mediocre conversation explaining what the hell is going on (laughs) okay in in, the the scene when they were at the desk trying to fill her at the temp pad and he was saying oh put figure 17a and screw part 3bc together brilliant amazing that goes in very much with theme with the tva the 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 machine that they use to interrogate brad has squeaky wheels they have to read a user manual to figure out the temp pad that's brilliant that's awesome that's great writing going into the break room to eat a a a slice of pie and cool off from your work that also really really (laughs) works it works for the tva what doesn't work is spending however long they spent there when they should have been explaining the freaking episode how did we get here why are you having to interrogate brad and figure out how to interrogate him. Who cares that you're eating key lime pie and that brings you to the solution? It should have been abbreviated or it should have been replaced 
by the the tempad scene or or should it have been cut entirely i think it comes down to the basis of the episode itself which is like i said last episode it would be great if they continue the he who remains conversation introduce victor timely in this episode miss minutes have this pushed along with the storyline not like i enjoyed brad's character but i thought it was just you know it wasn't filler because it did push the story along but there's just so many other things to talk about that they could have expanded on from the last episode of the first season they've really moved away from like the fast movement of episode one episode one was cinematic in how it actually took place and like the story that was Mm. being propped up but this took a step kind of to the left a weird turn jamie and jamie it's like uh, go ahead yeah i think you're gonna say the left same thing. and then upside I, down and then reversed one well, and then thrown into a mirror <laughs> i want to know what jamie thinks about all this well let me give jamie a quick segue here it's exactly what you said do they have time in these six episode types of shows to be serialized because i would enjoy loki and mobius being episodic going on little adventures that's what we got in season one they were visiting catastrophes they were looking for sylvie but jamie do they have time and and are you enjoying what you're seeing so far hey if they go full episodic they have as much time as they could ever need the Ah, mcu is that's why he makes the big bucks baby (laughs) the mcu is failing when it tries to do what it what it was built on was being connected and now it is failing because it's so connected yes and if they're trying to turn this show into the lead up to secret wars if they're trying to connect the show to the marvels if they're trying to connect this to everything kang the conqueror coming back all the variants of kang then they're running out of time if they just make a show about loki doing things with some weird little adventures they have four episodes that they can just have them be whatever they want. There are so many possibilities for interesting stories to happen within an unlimited multiverse Yes, that they could spend the next four episodes doing truly meaningless things, but making fantastic television. Or what's actually going to happen is they're going to spend four episodes trying to lead to secret wars, trying to build up Kang the Conqueror as a bad guy, make a bad TV show, with no storyline and leave us all just vaguely disappointed thinking back about how OB was a funny character. And what could have been. Oh man. I yeah. I hope you are 100% wrong, but in my heart of hearts, I think you might be 100% <laughs> right. And I, I fear for this. The track record, right? Like yeah. this is what happens after Falcon and Winter Soldier, right? Mm-hmm. The secret invasion. I really... I mean, She-Hulk was fine. Everything's just been fine. It feels like they're just really good at making three-hour movies that they're extending into series and then having filler content with just things to... And I don't like using the word filler, but I use it every single episode unfortunately yeah, i'm yeah. so sorry multiple times yeah, like the key lime pie scene <laughs> yes <laughs> that's some delicious filler though apparently it's really good you have, like we have pie. an infinite amount of kangs that are sitting here waiting to to have fun storylines with so mm. do not like what in your, if you're going to introduce a villain, don't resolve that villain in episode two. Here's my thing. Do you think, this is a round robin for the group, do you think Jonathan Major's issues have led to the rewrite of this show? Uh, not rewrite, not. Question. editing, maybe. The, I mean, 
It's possible that they tried to limit his involvement with Loki season two, if in case they had to make the decision executively to yeah. keep him out of the MCU. If you're going to do that, then you need to recast. Like that, you can't take that character out of the show that's based on He Who Remains, right? And you also yeah. can't start I the mean, season on his face as a giant statue. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, so I, while I admit that Jake, you you've got a point there, and they may be dancing that may, around. That, that may be true, but I hope not. Yeah, yeah I, maybe that's why we got the episode that we did. They entirely cut Jonathan Majors, <laughs> and it makes no sense at all. Maybe it was breaking I, I Victor. <laughs> it wasn't actually even Brad. They just made a new character. <laughs> Yeah. Instead of rewriting the show, they just went back and they cut out every time he was on screen. So moving forward for episodes three through six, we're going to have one-sided conversations of Loki just like angrily yelling at someone and it's going to cut away to black and cut back to Loki yelling at someone. That's who built this silence. place. That's who's coming back. And it's just nothing. Why is X5 in every single scene in the season two? <laughs> Jake, that's, I mean, you, you could be right. You could be onto something. I hope not. But um, based on what Marvel has done in the past, it is possible, arguably, likely. <laughs> What I will say is that Raphael Casal, who plays Brad slash X5, again, I think kind of the crux of the episode is a great, great, great addition to the episode and does his role really well. He's got a lot of screen time, I would say as much, if not more than, well, not more, that's impossible, but as much almost as Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, who, by the way, are still great. There's so many good elements of this show. I think just a lot of it is just left to be desired, but they're still great. But when we talk about Brad being the most important part of the show, you're exactly right, Jamie. We've got a lot to tackle and not a lot of time to do it. And as great as Brad's performance was and really calling both Mobius and Loki on their shit, pardon my French, he nailed it. He's like, he, he said, you know, Loki, you're a bad guy. You're supposed to be a bad guy. You always will be. And Mobius, you are scared of, of finding out what could be on the other side. That was a, a, an important conversation they had over the pie where Owen is, or Owen, where Mobius is, is scared. <laughs> that was his old of, life. Scared of his role on the sacred timeline because he makes a good point. If he finds out that he did have a happy life, that he was able to ride jet skis, that would be almost worse that he couldn't have it than actually working for the TVA. And that point is important. But they didn't need to spend six minutes on Pi or 20 minutes interrogating Brad for them to get to the bottom of that message. But, and Chris, and with the that, door with that. was open. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, with that though, you know. We, that seemed out of place in a lot of ways. Like, about yes. what's happening at this moment is now really the time we need to have that conversation. It felt yes. very, very forced, to your point. Um, and that's, that. I mean, that's what a lot of the transitions in this episode were. It was like, oh, by the way, this did that key lime pie look good to you guys? Or was that like... A very artificial key lime pie. <laughs> yeah, obviously it it's thick. obviously it's That's artificial. That's my golden gripe of the episode is that key lime pie didn't look good enough. <laughs> and they were only eating the filling. A pie is supposed to be eaten with the crust. Oh, oh, you gotta oh, get the crust. I digress. <laughs> I don't like key lime pie, so I'm the wrong guy to ask. Get off the podcast, Chris. I love, 
the I fuck is Chris wrong with you? Down I'm going to chew on pie. Eating pie. <laughs> I love Chris breaking down. I, I have, I have a, a round table here. Get us in. Bring it on. Okay, so General Docs <laughs> has been defeated. On. Congratulations, everyone. We got her. We did it. We got her. We did it. Let's yes. go. Season long <laughs> enemy. We've been yes. waiting for this moment for literal minutes. All right, now that, now that that villain's gone. I think Marvel villain rankings for me, it's like number one, high evolutionary. Number two, Thanos. Number three, General Docs. Yeah. I think it's like yeah. right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Number four, Kevin Feige. Honestly, <laughs> I'm more scared of General Docs than Thanos looking over his his farm you know as the sun rises thanos only killed half of one universe yeah. temporarily Dogs, yeah Dogs Dogs killed, killed a trillion. million full universes oh my god it, that actually oh, that changes everything she did it off screen so it's not quite as good but jake loved and it and you know how we saw it. all those trillions and trillions of people die with little animation on the screen yeah which i actually thought that was uh, that's my great. golden gripe is i would have loved miss minutes to be there yes to yes tell us in explicit detail yes. about the tragedy of all these trillions of deaths okay that was my round table so yeah. we we are teasing victor timely other variant kings hopefully that happens next episode maybe not maybe that'll be a last half of the the season but you have renslayer and renslayer is like a you know she is almost in every conversation they keep bringing up renslayer's name her and miss minutes are you excited for their introduction i think we're all excited for miss minutes because of how badass the introduction to miss minutes was last season like are you excited for these villains uh, jake <laughs> no one wants to answer I come mean, on y'all no? give me the hoopla give me the hoopla. <laughs> I, hoopla when we first opened on the statue of he who remains i was incredibly excited that they were going to commit to it and say all right last season this is where things ended this season this is where things start. I remember saying in our review of episode one, I really, really, really thought they nailed the choice of picking up literally where they left off from mm -hmm. season one. I thought that mm -hmm. was a brilliant choice and it helped yep. kind of ground the calamity that we're going through. Now I'm not so much excited. I, I think there could have been a post-credit scene like there was in episode one where maybe Victor Timely or some yeah. variant of Kang yeah. was introduced. And that leaves us a little tease or maybe helps explain the timeline confusion of episode two just a little bit but i'm not really oh, excited I, miss minutes has something to do I, I mean you can't just dump tara strong into a voice acting role without you know being a prominent role especially how much she was adored in season one so i i think there's something cooking in the background i, I that's all i'm gonna say the only thing is that we said that about Secret Invasion, too. I know we don't mention that on hey, the podcast anymore. Hey, Chris, <laughs> shut your mouth. Well, I'm I'm relating it. I'm saying I hope we don't end up like that because we spent all of the first half of Secret Invasion saying, I hope this happens. Oh, I hope Maria Hill's not dead. Spoilers. Oh, I hope this. Oh, I hope that's a secret. It, it's oh, actually oh. impossible to spoil that show because it doesn't exist jake i'm cutting chris off because he broke the only rule of the podcast it, you know you, you made me think of something that i wish they had done instead in season two it actually kind of leads me to perhaps maybe general uh dox's reasoning for for destroying all the timelines so here we go all right so 
if we had gotten a single Kang variant every episode that Loki and Mobius had to defeat, I think that would have made for a far more interesting show for season two. Yep. yep. Now, Agreed. if they can somehow use this as like a Netflix kaleidoscope show, kind of like what Chris is talking about. Ooh. If they show in the next four episodes, different Kangs in different timeline or different variants in different you like, multiverses if they if that is the impending doom that they need to destroy in different ways then i'm cool with it but that's the only way that this is going to work that's the only way that they can recover this because it is it is a fucking mess why they called this episode breaking brad because they were alluding to Giancarlo Esposito's character, where we were introduced to this wonderful actor in the television show Breaking Bad. Wow. And then he makes a reappearance in the time-bending kaleidoscope on Netflix, As which was Gideon. fine, but he was great. <laughs> and now... They are using that as a clue to tell us that they are kaleidoscoping this season, and it's not bad writing. It's actually genius clever writing. <laughs> I'm reminded of a little show that I used to watch in my heyday. It's an animated show. It follows Rugrats. up a movie, which is one, one of piece. my Rugrats. favorite films. The Lilo and Stitch show. Oh. Stitch was oh. Stitch was experiment yeah, six hundred and twenty six, and as we know, that takes a process. There are six hundred and twenty five other experiments out there on different worlds, different galaxies. That movie gave you a built in follow up Disney show, and it ran for a couple seasons. It was relatively successful. Children loved it. I myself was a child at one point, and I did love it. You had a built in episodic type of thing where we can say okay who's the character of the day oh it's experiment uh, 373 can blow lava out of his nose let's go capture him oh uh, experiment 420 can blow smoke out of his nose i, I don't know I, I, they well, had so many, so many things coming out of his nose. i don't know there's a lot of noses why can experiment 420 blow smoke out of his nose jake i don't think you're allowed to know the answer to that question all i'm saying is jake you're exactly right if they had you know multiple Chris, episodes what experiment of, 69 blow out of their nose i Cannot say it on this podcast. That's only but on let Gen me tell V. You, you gotta go to the that, Gen V podcast. Yeah, tune into the Gen V podcast. I was not able to watch that episode. It, it was only released in Japan, and I didn't have a VPN at that time. Um, <laughs> all I'm saying is that Which brings yes, us to the sponsor of this episode, <laughs> NordVPN. <laughs> Use code Hoopla. Uh, Hoopla. I, I just feel if they did have some sort of episodic Kang of the Week type of. How does the TVA finally combat this particular problem now that the timeline is completely screwed? That would be a great idea for a show. But instead, they're grasping at straws, trying to get everyone to care about Marvel's next big saga. And right now, I do care, but nothing is making me care. I'm just kind of waiting for something to happen. I still think they have a plan. I still think there's great elements here, but it, it's just not happening. Okay, well, we know where we need to get to yes. at the end of this season. Mm-hmm. And we know this is we? what's going to happen. Why is that how we do have we? TV shows? I know, but I just... Why do, do we have we to know? know where we have to get? Because we know I'm what's so on the... We're on the way man. to Deadpool 3, everyone, which we know <laughs> is going to be a branch timeline and shit is going to get nuts. 
So we're going to need the TVA to to make sure that that branch timeline does not get destroyed by General Dox, who is the biggest villain of all time, who's trying to kill Deadpool. <laughs> Andy, Andy, say say the, the say the first thing you said again to start your little rant there. Uh, hmm. We know where this has to. We know end. where this has to end. We just need to know how to get there. Lest we forget that one of the characters that recently introduced in the show is Ouroboros, yeah, a symbol of time being a cycle of eating his own tail. This is cyclical. Something like this is bound to occur because time is a loop. I have a few. Is Ouroboros the same as Experiment 69 in Lilo and Stitch? (laughs) (laughs) Do we know yet what he blows out of his nose? (laughs) Yes, actually. There was a a Pleakley episode, and they weren't allowed to air that one. But I I think the, the key of introducing Ouroboros, not just to have a quirky, fun character that can help them with techie stuff, and while that is important for the progression of a show, why name someone Ouroboros in the TVA if you're not going to make sense of that symbolism? Oh, no, most definitely. I mean, I think I, that... I definitely think there's... I mean, that is yeah. the theory. And are you saying that OB is the actual villain of season two, Chris? Name it now. Yes. Let's yes, see it. that would be that fun. is my theory. I like that. I think he's evil. I think in my episode one review, we talked about how I think he's quote unquote trapped in the TVA. This has all happened before. He's trying to get out. Maybe he wrote the guidebook for the TVA because he knows everything about the TVA. And that was in order for him to try and escape the TVA. Perhaps he's a prisoner of his own design. I, I just that's why I think they have a plan for this episode two timeline confusion because not just because Ouroboros is a character, but because they're playing with us by saying not everything you see is exactly as it is. Good take. Good take. Hope you're right. Otherwise, I hope I'm right. (laughs) Jamie looks so unhappy right now. (laughs) Jamie, what do you think about the plan to get to the end of phase five? Oh, no. (laughs) We're almost at Secret maybe, Invasion. Maybe we will start reviewing more Lord of the Rings content here soon, based on Jamie's reaction <laughs> right you. now. That's the best thing Marvel could do right now, <laughs> is be so bad that we stop watching so we can watch good things like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, tune into my other podcast, Reading Glasses, where we're actually reading an interesting book. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I I don't know. I have high hopes for the show because season one was so good, such an interesting yeah, story so cool. that like it it tied into the rest of the world, but it was contained within itself. It was itself uniquely itself that, is kind of a yeah, it didn't that's, a, that's what Loki is. It didn't have to be part of the grander MCU. It it did eventually tie into the multiverse, which has gone very poorly with the rest of the MCU yeah. so far, but now it seems like they're just forcing themselves to make something that ties into something else, that ties into something else, that ties into something else. They're skipping over entire storylines with seemingly main villains. They are, uh, I, I don't even know what they're doing. That's a fault of the writing. WandaVision mm-hmm. tied into everything and it was yeah. wonderful. So it's more of how you do that 
less and and the actual you know the storyline that you're trying to tell but we also don't know what they're trying to tell yet i think that's maybe the issue here in episode two we don't have a Mm. good perspective on what they're trying to do if they were more episodic in nature introducing kang that's one thing but like we just don't know yet i i will tell you what would have worked more successfully for this show is if they did a three episode release at the same time that way we can sort of get some perspective on this because the way it's the way it's currently being dropped is just too much it's just too much i think they've talked about the foot yeah they put the pedal to the floor and they went a little too fast they ran the red light and now they have the police chasing them down the road (laughs) it's a mess it's a total mess they're gonna get a speeding ticket they're going too fast so you want them to have dropped more episodes faster my point is we would have some perspective We would have some perspective. I I sort of agree. I don't know if it necessarily works for a show like Loki, but I agree because I talked about that in our Gen V review. I genuinely think that this hybrid model of a big burst of episodes and then doling out the finale, the final parts, is actually how shows should be doing it these days. Go ahead, Jamie. I, well, I'm going back to the WandaVision thing. Um, It did tie into the rest of the MCU, but it wasn't a story that was forcing itself to be in the grander MCU. The WandaVision show could have existed on its own. Yes. The characters, or obviously, they came from a series of movies leading up, so we had a background for what those characters were, the two main characters. And at the end of the season, Wanda was now a villain. And it, it had those tie-ins, but it wasn't like the entire show was forcing itself to be leading to phase seven of the MCU. It was a story within itself. And right now, what we're getting with Loki... Still has the potential to be a story within itself, which is what it needs to be. But it is also giving me some fear that it is going to just be a six episode preview for the next phase of the MCU. Jamie, that is such a great point. I'm glad you brought up Wanda because let's take a quick look at before WandaVision, during WandaVision, and after WandaVision. The character of Wanda, the the, the Scarlet Witch. Before, obviously, we we know she was. We don't need to go into the backstory of that character, but. Uh, all all of the Age of Ultron, you know, growing up with the Avengers, Infinity War, falling for Vision, all of that. Great character development, awesome stuff. We saw it in bits and pieces throughout the Infinity Saga. Then we come to WandaVision. She's mourning. She is a powerful, powerful sorcerer. We don't really know why yet, but we not only do we figure out how she deals with her mourning, we also figure out that she is the Scarlet Witch, and that comes naturally. They don't have to force it to tie in with the MCU. She's dealing with something that happened in the MCU while learning new stuff. That is seamless writing, seamless integration, and well done. Then you take it even further. We find out she's a villain. She is the big bad of the second Doctor Strange film. It ends up being a seamless integration into the MCU. Doctor Strange didn't go visit Wanda just to have a cameo. This was purposeful that is a beginning middle and end for a character and you know we're gonna see more of wanda i don't think that the scarlet witch is out of the mcu just because there was a a mountain explosion and and all that jazz but that's besides the point we have (laughs) character development that is seamlessly written into the mcu and it worked really really well right now i just don't know if that's working for loki and the entirety of this new saga they're trying to tell i hope i hope they can 
turn this around. Hope. Hope. Oh, hope. hope. I'm Let's tired just of hoping. I'm tired of hoping. And that's why we're getting ready for the next spinoff show, Agatha, Coven of Chaos. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I hope that's good. <laughs> it, actually, I'm pretty sure Victor Timely is going to uh, be making an appearance in Agatha, Coven of Chaos. But oh, actually, geez. they're going to the quantum realm. The quantum realm, finally. So, at the end of this episode, we get a shot of Sylvie sitting on top of uh, the hood of her truck outside McDonald's on the sacred timeline, which is the same one that she was at before. She pulls out he who remains little wristwatch majiggy Mm -hmm. thing, his fancy little mechanism that allowed him to do all of his time manipulation, bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. She looks at it with some, some sincerity in her eyes. She is feeling the pain of watching trillions and trillions of lives ripped away from all those squiggles on a screen getting deleted. Do we think that she is now beginning to feel the burden that he who remained felt at the at the end of season one she wanted to give everyone free will and allow all these timelines to exist and and to go off let everybody do whatever they wanted is she starting to maybe not feel that way is she starting to think that maybe he who remains had it right and she should Mm. follow in his footsteps Mm. what did you guys think about that last shot I think you're exactly right. I think that's further uh, emphasized by the little small conversation that she has with uh, Daniel. I forget his name at the end. Uh, just a little Oklahoma country boy waiting for his mama <laughs> to pick him up. I-, I think just that little simple conversation. Sylvie doesn't care. She comes to the McDonald's first in her armor or whatever, and she goes, all right, how does this work? And she doesn't care about him, but she has a job. She has co-workers that, you know, everyone has those work friends that you might not have real friends with, friendships with them, but they're your work friend. So that little conversation, I think, means more. I think she is feeling the burden and saying, wow, this timeline made it. I don't know if all if I should be doing more to save the other ones. I think just that little conversation where she says, oh, yeah, well, okay, your mom's coming to pick you up. That's good. I'm glad you're safe. Protect the one timeline. Jake? For me, um, I honestly didn't pick up on that detail because I was so frustrated with this episode that I was just ready <laughs> to close the computer. Uh, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that there was some tie-in with that final scene. Uh, that gives me hope again that we're going back to hope. the theme of hope. J- Jamie, I rebellions are built on we're, hope. We're gonna be have to rebrand as the Hope Law Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get new merch. Jamie, Ooh. I do think I I like that setup and that premise because in the end we know what Loki's are. Loki's cannot find happiness, and that's all. Yeah. That's always been every variant. That's always the outcome. And setting up our Loki variant versus Sylvie again, and knowing that it's just not going to work out in the end is very uniquely a Loki experience. And I think they should definitely play on that throughout the season and probably ending in tragedy in some way. I agree. I I want it to work out for Crocodile Loki. I like that look. Oh yeah, he's fine. <laughs> Me too. He, he's um, at the end of time, get, like somewhere with President yeah. Loki. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just want them all to move into a little Loki mansion with all of the variants just hanging out. Wait, where's old man Loki? Uh, where's a uh, great question, dude? He's he's, he's dead. dead. Is he dead? dead? Fuck, Is man. It, do we confirm yeah. that? Is he dead? Uh, who knows um yeah i i hope things go well with sylvie and loki uh just as 
characters. I don't care about their results, like how they end up plot-wise, but character-wise, I want them to be interesting. They were interesting characters in season one, and that's all you need to make a show, to make a story interesting, is to have good characters with character arcs, character development, challenges that they have to go through, and growth that they end up with at the end. And like you could write a show just about Sylvie being a McDonald's cashier, and it could be a great show if you just make her an interesting character. So all this plot BS doesn't matter. Focus on Loki. Focus on Sylvie. Mobius is pretty cool too. Ob is funny. And just have one please make Salamander a good show. Loki cameo. You know, <laughs> like that's all you need. Character <laughs> development and one Salamander Loki. Why, why didn't oh, we get more Sylvie? I understand she's trying to hide and not make a big impression in these mm-hmm. timelines, but I thought it would have been cool to see her drive a car or go shopping and <laughs> standing in the. We could have got we got a little Wes Anderson tease in with the ep, uh, with the uh, elevator scene in the first one, uh, first episode where you know the hard pan. That's a classic Wes Anderson. Why couldn't we see Sylvie standing in the grocery store with a basket like? looking at all the selection a huge metaphor for free will i, I don't understand I, good. we could have had like a, a, a more sylvie focused b story because all of a sudden loki our loki shows up and says hey been a while by the way trillions of lies you gonna come or not I, I just she didn't want anything to do with this and all of a sudden she's suiting up like iron man to go fight general what's her name i, I don't know Oh man, that's, my opinion on this episode has changed over General the course Dox. of talking. That's General Docs. <laughs> yes, oh, General Docs. Okay, thank yeah. you. They only said her name nine times. Let the hoopla <laughs> flow through you. Uh, we have successfully talked for an hour about a show Gosh. we did not enjoy. So <laughs> let's bring this episode to a close. And as we end every episode of the Hoopla Podcast, we of course have to go and give this a rating on a scale of one to ten. Just flash rating it. I I feel like we, I feel like we can't yeah. give an o, we can't give flash an rating. overview of why we give these <laughs> out of ten. Oh, we gave an overview. We gave yeah. an overview. Everybody gets five seconds to give me five. their rating for this episode. All I need is one second. And we'll start with Jake. Four. <laughs> out of <laughs> yes ten. Wow, that's funny, Chris. I think if you look at the concept of the Gestalten principles, this show is not worth the sum of its parts right now. It's got good things. I'm waiting for it to be baked into a cake. I'm giving it a 6 out of 10. He's over time. Oh, seven seconds. Uh, Andy. <laughs> Did you say 6 out of 10? Time works differently on the Hoopla podcast. Wait, can you, re- can you restate your score for me, Chris? Uh, 6 out of 10. Oh, I think that's a great score. I'm also going to give this one a 6 out of 10. Need more OB in my life. If OB was in the True. episode more, I might have thought it up to a seven. Oh yeah can you sign my guidebook <laughs> uh yeah i'll give it a uh five i'll give it a six out of ten it was enjoyable within itself uh bad overall <laughs> thank you all for tuning in to this episode of the hoopla podcast follow us on twitter hoopla. instagram tiktok all x. that good stuff hoopla podcast oh that's right follow us on x leave us comments <laughs> rating reviews tell all your friends who are watching these shows Loki, Gen V, to come check out the Hoopla podcast. We love having as many people joining us for these fun little conversations as possible. And uh, go listen to the Reading Glasses Book Club. As we end every episode of the Hoopla podcast, it is time now for the moment of highest Hoopla, the quote of the episode. What do you got for us this week, 
Andy. Quote of the episode today, as Mobius said, okay, most of all, Brad's an asshole. So don't let him get under your skin. All right, Loki, okay? <laughs> I love I love Chris breaking down the strategy for eating pie. <laughs> <laughs>